The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. We are so grateful you are joining us today on the masculine journey, and we have a journey. <laughs> we're gonna go where maybe no man has gone. No, we, we're we're gonna go to another one of Satan's tools in his toolbox. And so last week we talked about uh, blaming God and what you know Satan throws out there to blame God, so that you can bite onto that if at all possible. He would love for you to take that bait. But he has a second, first cousin, actually, of that blaming God, and that would be blaming yourself, right, Sam? Absolutely. You know, if he can't, if the enemy can't get you to blame God, then he's going to definitely make it all about how everything in your life's your fault, um, all these reasons to hate yourself, you name it, he just piles it on. And so actually we have a very special sort of, guest with us today, it's special in all sorts of ways. Howard, our longtime producer, he, he was editing the clips for tonight's show, and he felt like he could relate to this. So, Howard, welcome to Masculine Journey. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here amongst uh, such a stellar group of gentlemen. So, you know, since Howard and I are both here, you know, we're going to open up with a clip where there's a particular... Uh, North Pole resident that you may be familiar with. Some people think him Stu Epperson when they think of this particular North Pole resident, uh, if you're familiar with Stu. But nonetheless, he is struggling because he's a little different than all the other residents there at the North Pole because actually he's human if you've never seen the movie Elf. And so there's naturally a big difference between him, literally a big difference <laughs> between him and the other elves one of which is that you know, just can't make toys like those guys. And so naturally, he starts to blame himself. Hey, Ming Ming. Um, I'm going to be a little bit short on today's quota. It's all right, buddy. Just how many etch sketches did you get finished? Come on, buddy, how many? I made... Uh... 85? 85? That puts you 915 off the pace. Why don't you just say it? I'm the worst toy maker in the world. I'm a cotton-headed ninny muggins. <gasps> no, buddy, you're not a cotton-headed ninny muggins. We all just have different talents, that's all. Seems like everyone else has the same talents except for me. You have, you have lots of talents, uh, special talents, in fact, like, um, uh, special talents? You changed batteries in the smoke detector? You sure did. Triple A's. And in six months, you'll have to check them again. Won't you? And you're the only baritone in the elf choir. You bring us down a whole octave. In a good way. <laughs> See, buddy, you're not a cotton-headed ninny muggins. You're just special. So as you as you're thinking about wow how does how does that happen to where all of a sudden 
you condemn yourself as a cotton-headed ninny muggins. And, you know, so I'm going to the one man in the studio that clearly is not a cotton-headed. <laughs> Those of you know that, that Andy is a little follically challenged. <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay, so I didn't know that you were headed that way. So, okay, all right. I'm sorry. It's my love language. <laughs> I right, want to hear you how, how you tie this one we in. We know he's not a god. <laughs> but seriously, that, that clip has something to say, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot of, you know, I, of issues there with just being able to measure up to everybody else's measurement. And, and I think Buddy there, he's really kind of got a view of himself that's not accurate with whatever how everybody else sees them and that that's common a lot of times a lot of people see good things in us whereas all we see is the negative we've had conversation around the table uh in the pre-show just talking about this that you know if we only had the eyes of others to see ourselves but it is the enemy that puts us in that place to where we see ourselves less than what everybody else sees us right because when i think of myself i had not even thought about andy being bald and <laughs> until Andy, when we were getting ready for the show, starts pointing out about being bald. Vinny also pointed yeah, out exactly. that he's not a cotton-headed ninny muggins. Uh, <laughs> you should Harold, be nice to Vinny. He's wearing Harold his NYPD <laughs> hat. <laughs> but, you know, those who've seen me know that I had this big gap in my teeth, and obviously for all my teenage years, oh my, I just thought that just defined me. Mm -hmm. of or you know or think about when you're going on that date you've got that one zit and that's mm -hmm. it man right there that's the thing that everybody's gonna see are those flaws and so we have a wonderful wonderful clip that has come came out of a movie called uh hyde park on the hudson that actually starred bill murray in a dramatic role as he played uh president franklin delano roosevelt and then he have king edward the sixth which was the king of England during World War II, which had this horrible stutter, which there is a fabulous movie, fabulous movie called The King's Speech that goes real well with this particular clip. But So know that the king in this, you can't hear him stutter very much in this particular clip, but the king had a horrible stuttering problem, and he saw everybody identified him because of his stutter. And, of course, Roosevelt, if you are familiar, was in a wheelchair from polio all of his you know, presidential life there. And so here's a chance of an interaction between President Roosevelt and King, King, the Sixth <laughs> Kingdom. You're going to be a very fine king. I don't know what to say. Your father would be very proud. I'm not so certain about that. <coughs> Sometimes I think they deserve better than me, my subjects. I'm sorry, I don't know why I'm saying this to you. I'm supposed to be trying to convince you to help us. But let me confess something to you now. As you have been so honest with me, no one ever mentions the fact that I can't use my legs. It's never referred to. Not by anyone. And I used to think it was because they were embarrassed about it. But now, I think it's because it's not what they want to see. Of course, you and I, we think they see everything that we are. All our flaws, you know, our transgressions, our failures, 
that's not what they're looking to find when they look to us. And God help us if that ever changes. Can you imagine the disappointment when they find out what we really are? So, Sam, that really speaks to something you mentioned in the in the pre-show that has at the core of a lot of the ways that we blame ourselves is our identity. Absolutely. The, the enemy knows that if he can get you to buy into this blaming of yourself, which is different than taking ownership. I mean, there's times that we got to confess our sins, right? We don't have to live and wallow in them. That's not why Christ died. You know, and what happens is when we, we live in that place of blame, we live in that place of hating ourselves. we can't live in the identity that God says who we are. And, and Vinny, before the show, you kind of blew my mind uh, with how, you know, Jesus really settled that issue. Yeah. I guess you're talking about the statement about when Jesus was put on the cross, he says, forgive them. They know not what they do. And that's what it's all about. It's forgiving everybody. All of us, uh, I was told that we had a great show last week and I did wonderful. Okay, now I'm on the stick. I got a beat last week. No, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't, you know, I just was myself. And that's what it's all really about. Being yourself and letting God handle whatever issues that you may have. That's how I do it. I am totally blind. I feel sorry for myself for the first couple of years, but I don't feel sorry for myself anymore. It's people that can't talk, walk. It's an infliction. And, and so I just love myself, period. Amen. So, Howard, there's a big issue there with forgive them, because obviously there was only one person putting the nail in his hand, so there's a whole lot of people that are open for this them, and we didn't know what we were doing. Um, how does that speak to your heart and where you're at right now? Well, you can find so many things to blame yourself for or for uh, creating shortcomings in your life. And I think there's a difference between blaming yourself and blaming others, but also, more importantly, you're not expected to be perfect and that's why I have the, the little phrase that I came up with, strive for perfection, but accept your best. You're not always going to be perfect, but if you can accept that you gave it your best shot, and that often is the most important thing that you can do. All right, and Harold, that's uh, having been a computer programmer for... <laughs> What, 175 years, I think? <laughs> you, you helped him with the original hibiscus uh, or whatever it's called. <laughs> that had to be a struggle. Well, that was one of the things uh, in thinking about this topic about hating self. Uh, I did a lot of that growing up because uh, I was typically one of the shortest guys around. And I had crooked teeth, and I focused on all these negative things. But then I came to realize that 
God had blessed me uh, greatly in other ways. I was always one of the fastest guys around. I was a fairly decent uh, running back at 5'7 and 145 pounds. Thought I could run over people, but I found out differently. My mind told me I could, and my weight told me I couldn't. <laughs> but God gave me a wife that loves me dearly, and we'll soon be celebrating 54 years marriage. Uh, he gave me the brain that allowed me to, to get into information systems and have a good career. So many things that God has given me. Most of all, he gave me Jesus on that cross that he was willing to die so that I wouldn't have to. And so much of what goes on are these labels, Cottonhead and Ninny Muggins. <laughs> no, I'm an idiot. Those kind of labels that he would love to pin on you. Well, we got a lot more to talk about along those lines, so stay tuned. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. It's a Masculine Journey Boot Camp BOGO. Buy one, give one free. $199. What an amazing thing that would be to give somebody a gift, and what they really end up getting is their heart back. Listen to what it did for Andy. The Masculine Journey Boot Camp experience showed me I could truly hear from God and that I could experience Him on a daily basis. Coming this fall, November 1st through the 4th, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org and register today. Blaming yourself today on the masculine journey. Last week's show was blaming God. This week's first cousin, blaming ourselves. And we can pick pick up this label, and we can almost pick up an identity that actually belongs sort of to a donkey, right, Andy? Yeah, yeah, a popular one at that. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take a lot of setup to set up this clip. Does no, it, it doesn't. Um, but I will say though, uh, we are we're going to use the the famous donkey for poo. Um, but it, and I'll speak a little bit when we come back, but it's, it really is, I, you've heard the, you've heard the reference to Eeyore and stuff and it really, um, is where our mentality goes. It's kind of, um, excessive, you know, whenever you'll see these clips, it's actually, a, a medley of several of his quotes. But, um, I think whenever you put, piece it all together, it was an attitude that kind of exuded from him. And uh, it's just something uh, I think we need to think about in our daily life. You might be an Eeyore if. Good morning, Pooh Bear. If it is a good morning, which I doubt. Did I get your tail back on properly, Eeyore? No matter. Most likely lose it again anyway. Poor dear. You know, I may have just the thing. Up, up, up you go. <laughs> there you are. It's an awful nice tail, Kanka. Much nicer than the rest of me. Not much of a house. Just right for not much of a donkey. End of the road. Nothing to do. 
and no hope of things getting better. Sounds like Saturday night at my house. Um, woe is me. No, um, that really was, I actually sadly had people call me that at times in the past. And it's not like I had this dark cloud over me or whatever, but there were times when I could get some negative uh, attitudes about me. I'd fail at something, express it. And, you know, I can definitely say, I, I mean, I went to that because it was part of uh, somewhat of the self, um, the identity that I had, the way I looked at myself. And through this uh, process, the boot camps, the getting deeper into the agreements me we make, it all became a lot clearer, you know, there really is, that's not my identity in God. And that's really getting to back to what Sam's point is, is, is I've really come out of that a lot. And it's, where do I go? It's not because I'm, I'm reading positive thinking books and that kind of thing. It comes from my identity of who I am in God. And to Howard's point, um, it's not that I'm perfect or anything. There's plenty of times I screw up, but I just have a piece about me of whose I am. And I don't have to carry around that nonsense anymore. And Harold, you were talking about a good poster right before the show along those lines that you don't see very often. Yeah. Uh, what I mentioned was the, the great little poster that uh, tells such a great truth uh, that if we would keep it in mind, we wouldn't get into that Eeyore mode. And that is that God don't make no junk. I just love that. And Sam, there's a lot of agreements inside that Eeyore mentality in there. Oh, absolutely. That, you know, I'm just going to mess up. Life's going to dump on me that nothing can be good or nothing will ever be good in my life. There's lots of vows, agreements, and all those things that become a way of life if you're not careful. Now, I'm going to go to a clip that, that for me really helps um, when I've gotten into the places that were you know, I saw something today I'd never seen before. I was thinking about this, how, you know, what does the Bible have to say about forgiving yourself, which, you know, clearly you're a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. I mean, that's, that's a beautiful verse in itself. But have you ever thought about applying the, how many times do I forgive my brother verse to yourself? Because if you're like me, <laughs> well, you're probably not like me, but anyway, you know, you may have lost your temper like the 400 millionth, 18th time, and you're like, God, remember me? And then we had this conversation before. How many times have you got to forgive yourself? But as to Vinny's point earlier, you know not what you do. And Jesus prayed for that. But here we have a situation in Goodwill Hunting where Robin Williams, who's playing uh, Will's counselor, Will is a brilliant, phenomenally gifted mathematician, but he has all sorts of problems of anger and beating and all these other things. And they're trying to get down in what, what's inside of that. And I think you'll hear it for what Robin Williams reveals to, to Will at the end of the clip. What is that? It's your file. Just send it back to the judge for evaluation. Well, you're not going to fail me, are you? What's it say? Want to read it? Why? Have you had any uh, experience with that? 20 years of counseling. Yeah. I mean, have you had any experience with that? Personally. 
your father was an alcoholic. He'd come home hammered, looking to wail on somebody. So I'd provoke him so he wouldn't go after my mother and little brother. Interesting nights for when he wore his rings. Yeah, he used to just put a, uh, a wrench, a stick, and a belt on the table and just say, choose. Your foster father. Yeah. So, uh, you know, what is it like? Will has an attachment disorder? Is it all that stuff? Fear of abandonment? Hey, Will. I don't know a lot. You see this? This is not your fault. Look at me, son. It's not your fault. I know. It's not your fault. I know. No, no, you don't. It's not your fault. Hmm? I know. It's not your fault. All right. It's not your fault. <laughs> it's not your fault. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god, I'm so sorry! <laughs> Sam, that's a really, really deep place to find yourself. Can you accept that it's not your fault? You know, you have to learn to, or you'll never move past the brokenness. You'll never get the healing that you need. You'll never be able to walk in freedom. You know, that's, you sacrifice so much by just not allowing yourself to step into the truth that God's already laid out there for you. And, and Vinny, to your point earlier, which I've I just been reflecting on ever since you said it, Father, forgive them for they know not what, you know, he didn't know what he was doing. And I, I think back to the real moments of, trying to get to there and and Jesus literally telling me in prayer Robbie didn't I pay enough didn't I pay enough didn't I pay enough and and your statement is you didn't know what you were doing well i guess that's what i was saying but in truth of what i really wanted to say was he said forgive them not the guys that were putting them on the cross. They know not what they're doing. And that's the whole thing about life. I'm blind. I was very angry. My life was ahead of me. And I learned to accept it. And I know now what I was given. I was given the will to pray. Not just for myself but for everybody and everybody's affliction. My life has taken a big change. I, I pray a lot. I love everybody that's around me. And I try to be a good person. And if somebody does something wrong that I think is wrong, I'm finding myself imitating God. Eh, he doesn't know what he's doing or saying, sometimes words are more hurtful than deeds. And my life, thanks to the good Lord and the Heavenly Father, by putting that in my heart, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. 
So, Howard, <laughs> not Harold, but Howard, our other H today, as you reflect on that clip and, and you hear Robin Williams saying, it's not your fault, it's not your fault, didn't know what you're doing, what does that say to you now? Sometimes you have to hammer at home that you need to give yourself a break. It's too easy to blame yourself and sometimes you have to just simply accept what you've done ask for forgiveness and be willing to move on from there and I think that's what God gives us the opportunity to do Andy yeah I think I don't I don't know what it is about us or why we have so much difficulty uh, forgiving ourselves. A lot of times it, 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 we project that onto others and we have problems forgiving others as well. And I don't know. I if can tell you why it is with me. <laughs> Pride. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> you beat me to it. I was kind of coming to that, but I agree with you that it is a lot of pride. It, it, we want to We want to, we want to die on the cross for ourselves and we want to hold an account. We want to pay our sin debt. I, I hate that Jesus had to die for me, but he did it. That's the way things worked out. That was God's plan for salvation, and I praise God now that he did it. But if I sit there and continually try to pay for my own sins, it's a slap in his face if I do. So I agree. Pride. Wow. <laughs> I just <laughs> You astound me. Sam? Robbie? <laughs> Are you still down there at the beach? <laughs> I am. How's it going I down am. there? Have you had a nice dinner? <laughs> Uh, I had a good dinner. I had a good lunch. Had a good breakfast. You know, whatever. You know. It's, uh, now, you know. I think it's just for me. I just got to continually try to remind myself to walk in the truth, and because the world's gonna, you know, tell you you're you're too fat. You're whatever. You're not tall enough. You don't have hair. You know, change this about yourself. You know, make this better. You know, and that's not the truth of what God says. You know, and just walking in His truth, we could just do that. You know, this blaming ourselves would, would melt, melt away. There you go. Vinny, we're going to give you the last word. Yeah. To me, the most important part of uh, the little, uh, well, I call it a prayer, is forgive. Forgive them. And it takes you a long time. You could keep battering yourself to the wall, but the time will come. Well, you'll figure it out that it is his choice. His choice and his choice only. And it will come. Hopefully you'll be alive to hear it. <laughs>